right now I'm here with Mike and Jim Ring, Ring Brothers. You guys, uh, no strangers to the show. We've been doing this for a long time together. I appreciate you uh, taking the time and chatting with us again. Uh, but it just seems like year after year after year, I hear this story where you guys go, maybe we'll bring one car. Maybe we'll just bring one car, but we're not gonna, like, this was too much. We're not doing, probably five years ago, you're like, we're not bringing two cars. And then you brought three cars, and then you brought four cars, and then you're like, we're definitely not doing that again. Uh, but you have three cars here. What happened? Uh, I think my wife won. <laughs> He's still pissed, as in everything. <laughs> it just happened that they work out, and sometimes you need that SEMA card to get you. And you know, to finish, you know, to yeah. finish his cars, and you need something that makes you finish. And SEMA's always seemed to be that broad. Right. And, uh, you know, oftentimes you, you guys probably more now than, than, than even back in the day is you, you, get a good, you get a good client. You get somebody that's, I guess a good client would be somebody with a lot of money and who's very hands off. <laughs> you know? It's amazing. How he is how he had people bring you their car and they, they want you to build their car. And, and uh, it's just kind of funny because just recently... Uh, and you know it takes a lifetime to get the appliance set when Mike and I have right now. And but just recently, this guy just randomly in our office says, "I want to build a car." Lord, what do you want to build? Going, what do you want to build? Yeah. And so it's kind of it's kind of fun, bond, and literally, wait, well, have the opportunity to build something different with all which happens to be what uh, seventy-one Aston Martin that we're doing. With a, yeah, that's gonna be fun. So in the top, it's and and but. You know, basically the budget of whatever it takes, you know, and, and so it's it's kind of that it feel to get to that point where you can actually drive. But if there's some new body, some building, you feel it? How many Mustangs are coming earlier? <laughs> right, right. But you know, it's also it's it's also got to feel good and have a sense of accomplishment by going. A customer comes in and goes, "I just want a Ring Brothers car. Like I want to I want to build a Ring Brothers car. I've heard great things. I've seen your work." You've earned it, like... Yeah, it's 30 in <laughs> Yeah, you're like, every car hurts a little more and more. That's, yeah. I mean, that's the way life is. Everything takes a lifetime, right? Yeah. Well, it's, uh... That, yeah, it's dirty. Yeah, it's interesting, but... Yeah, you just have to figure it out, and then you're old. Yeah. So, so, yeah, that actually is a good point. Give us, what is the what does the shop look like? What's the lay of the land like? Because uh, uh, you guys are still doing it a lot but you've got to have a handful of people you have to worry back just a little bit to what we were talking about you know you always want to rip up new things and you right yeah and the older we do we're starting to put little building custom caskets <laughs> you know you can think about that yeah more. and you know you did it yeah yeah you did go there so it must be so do you machine it out of aluminum or do you go carbon fiber kind of print on it yeah you might be end up printing it right because you don't want it too heavy because you don't want anyone to get hurt carrying you around right so wheels on. maybe lightweight put an audio system in there some sort of solar power and work with windows board <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> right uh yeah it's a good idea so the aston martin actually sounds fantastic and i know we were joking the other day going listen how many camaros and mustangs can you guys build uh and i guess the answer is you could keep doing them but it's nice to mix it up a bit let's replace a little more city drive like they just we were just like the tips rather bad you know we talked about Actually not. I don't think we're going to bring it here. Did he go? 
before it closed to California. Yeah, we really wanted there being some at the foil. We always wanted to play at the foil. Never been to Laundry at least in a white thing. If we ever have a car that we feel that would maybe be accepted on something, would you be willing to pay this? Yeah. Well, I couldn't agree more. I think the Quail would be a fantastic place to bring a car like that. And one of the the things we mentioned on the shows over the, over the past few years is just how more and more cars are being debuted at specialty events. A little less in your world because you guys do the custom car stuff, but we're seeing less at Detroit Auto Show and 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 New York and LA Auto Show and 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 the politics involved. But now we've we've seen Ford debut the GTD Mustang Supercar in Monterey. They're like, that's the car, that's the audience. You know, it may show up on another auto show, but that was they made a play and they made a, a play there in a world of of just Pagani and Lamborghini and Konazag and 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 Bugatti and people wanted to see it. They 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 loved what it represented, sort of the the American version of what they were doing. And, you know, the rumors of the stories of, you know, Jim Farley going, you know, uh, I saw GT3, GT4, Multimatic was building the race cars and he loved it. And. And he wanted a streetcar version. And I sat with him and I asked him, and he's like, yeah, that's kind of how it happened. And I was like, that's what you love in an automotive CEO, by the way. But I think you guys, I'm surprised you haven't been to the event. Uh, it's it's definitely worth going. If you don't go next year with that car, you should definitely come out to the event. I think you know some people that can get you into the quail. <laughs> um, and then come out to the track. Come out to the track. I mean, we're out there. Like I said, Jim Farley's out there. The best of the best race cars are out there. Um, and talk about being influenced by something uh, completely different, you know, just completely different. Um, yeah, so tell us what's going on in the, in the shop. What does the shop look like? Well, the, we have four buildings. As seems like everyone would grow a little bit, and then there would be... Would be in the village and then the town, and then there would be our sewer line or something. We couldn't all connect them. So we were really actually four to be buildings. And we pretty well have one is just the machining and yeah. arts and in the arts and the being this nice shop. And you got the fab shop that's and dirtier, but and then you got our hazy shop, which does also the paintwork on all these cars. And then you have the assembly. Yeah. So the collision shop I've known you guys have had for a while that I mean, not many people know. It just doesn't get a lot of press, but um, but that's where you guys paint all your show cars as well. So so when somebody wrecks their Ford Maverick and they want to get the work done, they get they get paid. They get painted as a the page. I'm fun. All the and not on technology or whatever. These Z cars that we know how they're made, what the, yeah, to get reps to come in because if you're a hot rod job, you don't get there. Three young reps, right? You know, reps that actually keep up on that part of like knowledge too. So it, it really is a, a built fit. And if you know anything about us, we're actually both of these cars, we are changing colors and the textures by the hour. I mean, we these scoops in this charger were gold, uh, day or so before left, and you just. Golf, but and they, yeah, looked amazing. Amazing early times, and 
put something together. Yeah, just to pay the pack apart. It's frustrating because, you know, it's you're out of time for You know, I'll put the crow put out of it. I'll put the crow ranch in every. I'll come back and know later it would be us. And I'm like, I mean, you know, I guess it's crazy. Why would you keep doing this? And it's funny. There's always a good reason for it. Yeah. Sort of in hot. I think he's school now because I should. <laughs> well, the hours you have it, but. You know, and, and that's where it is. You've been all the wheel, like, we know, the wheel liners that we built to this car all in, and then it's like, well, I got to get scoops out. You shouldn't you? We got to take all that out. You got to take it all out. You got to take it all out. Yeah. So, and, and a lot of that is while you were doing it, it all looks good, right? And then you stand back at the end, you go, that's this shit without a full. And then yeah. the color of this, so you change that and texture of the trim to, you you, you spend an hour trying to top yourself in there, not truly in the other you got to change. So yeah, you're like, can we, can we like it? Let's see how long it's going to take for us to like it. Do you, is it done on the fly like that? Or do you go back to someone like Gary Ragel, who, who we like and go, Hey, send me a different color real quick. I just kind of want to get it in my head. Much at that point, once we get to the end, we're, we're, we're the texture people. We're the, yeah, your, you know, textures, colors. That's always been us, you know. Only no, the Gary's, yeah, obviously his designs are amazing. He's amazing. Yeah, I really rely on him a lot. But when it comes down to textures of colors, it's it's that. And that's been something that I always felt stood out on on all of your cars from just the different textures and materials. Maybe taking a headline material and putting it on the floor uh, that you've been doing for for a long time um, really made the cars different is is the interior shop in-house now no we still build most of the camp yeah unless some of our cars have been more 3d printing but you know that's tight go do because that stuff can look like stack yeah yeah and 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 an upholstery shop in-house it's like I mean, can you, can you keep it busy? Can you make money off of it? Like, what do you, like, does it make sense? school in the order is very few people. Yeah. Both in. I mean, seriously, if you take a lot mean, yeah, I need to go get a guy to recover your car straight or in. But as well, as far as on board, stand, we got, oh, we had a diet artality thing for, for I would you with good stuff. They, I, I don't think it's been anybody better than I out. And, you know, and he's gone now. And it's weird, you know, I know he never wanted to teach you straight. <laughs> we need to teach somebody that's cool with me. Yeah. They you know he's gone. So, um, but it's amazing how nobody picks up that. So he was saying, Liza, that. I like some, some, some of these people, some of these guys and girls, they just, they just wanted to do it. They just didn't, you know, didn't want to like, ah, I don't need to hand it off. I don't need to teach it. We're just going to. Just gonna, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, so did the rolls and two, yeah, yeah, yeah. But now there's a there's a little game. <laughs> He's amazing, yeah. So, yeah, they're they're salt of the earth. It's people you want to wear that because you trust. So that's an interesting. Uh, there's an interesting question there. So Gabe's in California, right? You guys are in Wisconsin. Uh, 
how, how does interior get done? Do you, do you send them panels and, and do you have to send them a car? Does he bring them out here? It was painted, everything was pretty well done and wired, running, riding cars with no interior. And I, we literally just took that roll and threw it inside the car and shipped it to him and we got it back and it was pretty impressive. And we ate as then grizzled, but yeah, Sean spent through lid and sign on that. Cause we really wanted to get to really down like gave me so right out we wanted it to like and the part the car would have been then where it was just a crash and nearly does not route it out thanks through that right real want you thing too but just a bit modernized but yet still look it's nothing to see indeed nailed i knew it would you know the car was a blue car with more interiors pretty ugly but the wine and cherries and the way me i do this is ugly this yeah, yeah your looking wood that was in it and wrapped all the yeah all right so let's back up a bit and talk a little bit about the cars because we're getting into it and we need to kind of explain so people can get a visual of what's happening we'll post photos and stuff to go with it but um we brought three cars it's all out there so there's no surprises here you've got the rolls royce the 61 rolls royce you got the charger and a mustang convertible 65 mustang convertible um uh, amazing i went and saw all the cars i went over to the other hall and saw the other cars and i and right when i went there i kept looking up at the lights going ah let me see what's going on with the lights because you guys were talking about the lights and and i looked up at the leds i was like you're you're right there's something there's like this one's got a blue tint and this one's got whatever and and everybody at the in the booth gentex was super sweet and 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 love the car and, and i worked with them before as well we did a truck project with a camera and a mirror and all that stuff um uh, but an amazing car. But all right. So where do you want to start? The Charger? Sure. Tell us about the Charger. What is it? 69 Charger that really the biggest modifications were on the loop the wheelbase two H's forward. Okay. They get a lot of hangover. Yeah. The car is the same length. Like use some little bases to most. But, um, and the, you know, obviously the side scoops that they have to pick ones in the door mm -hmm. now made them function. Okay. And then the word he made, he says that big elephant. You know, the lower you put these cars, the higher that motor goes. So we had to go up with the wood. Yeah. And with Mopar, he'd be fantastic. Is it wet sump or is it? It's a wet sump. So the motor's got to be. Pretty, it's it's tall. It's got to have an oil pan. Yeah. The red eyes or any of them either. You got a car pretty jacked up. Yeah. So how does how does something like this come to be? A, a customer comes and says, "Hey, I want to." Like this one feels like it was around the engine. Somebody said elephant, right? Either they Kyle when it came to us had the elephant. You know, he had bought this car. I don't know if they bought that wine and hot shit or what. I mean, just those of young guys that over the ice pot. Right, they just restored, never driven, restored. Yeah. Cup Honda and Zabo running at least. Yeah, and then... And we were there, it showed out how... Basically, you said, you know, let's just start with something less. Like, you can get some wood and other atom. You can hire your name by Ace Velcro around here, and we light up with the same thing. Was how it was you considered a piece of junk by sailing. Uh, Got the sewer. First thing we did was we keyed it. What? What? <laughs> we all wanted to key. Uh, did you really? <laughs> did you really? <laughs> I believe we got a key. Is it? It's like yeah. Oh. 
Yeah. Well, first of all, you got to find a key because no cars have one anymore. Like you could, like my my cell phone is the key to my truck, so I could phone the car. I don't know. I'm like, so you got to find an actual key. You got to you go outside to do a tractor key. <laughs> yeah. So you keyed the car, and then you're like, I hope that wasn't too deep in the metal. <laughs> so yeah, they did just be strictly completely to heaven away the seats though. And everything but the engine and transmission would see. Mm-hmm. So we had a elephant car already, which is kind of interesting, but um to double throw bread instead of fuel I sure than that around how the rain night. Yeah. They were feeling with all of it. I first of all run how he thought we have to the trail the bread here because Little in the foot to see that were as it was getting loaded on the trail, everybody's heard that story. Where about it? Now, the truth to this guy, they probably did forward to bat. It's anybody that was Wisconsin, yeah. I thought of her like that when when the slurs for I, I read about winter, but I don't really know. I've seen it on TV, <laughs> yeah. So it's it's pretty interesting. The old prayer. Mike just gave you the old Tadori and went awards that car in California along with the Lola Doris to be the show and yeah. a much more nervous that we've never asked drove that car where there's no one else or uh, for all I know the moors that are following, you know, in the first battle drive and so it's <laughs> and it's happening. <laughs> hey, listen, I, I mean, I, I love Jay, and he's had his fair share of debacles over at, at the in the production as well. So, uh, you know, listen, I, I, when Adam Kroller brought his Ferrari over there, and it ran out of gas, and then it vapor locked, and and then it 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 sat there for like a year. And I think Adam went on the Tonight Show, and at, and Jay called him out on the air, and he's like, "By the way." You need to come get your Ferrari. And Adam's like, why would I do that? He's like, it's like leaving a kid at Disneyland. It's the best place in the world to leave a kid. It's like, why would I go pick up my Ferrari? He goes, it could be in the back of some shitty shop somewhere, but it's at Leno's Garage. (laughs) And I think he was just offended because there's no Ferraris in Leno's Garage. And people kept asking him. Yeah, he probably should have just covered it and put it in the back. But I guess he didn't want to store it for free. But... Uh, so he extended the wheelbase. I can see what you did on the fenders. You got the halfen in there. You had to do a custom hood on it. And uh, it's uh, it's always kind of interesting. It's like, how do you make it fit? How do you design a hood? Um, you know, like, I, my th- I, I got a thing about some cars. is like, I don't like a cowl induction hood. First of all, you can't see over them. I'm too short. Like, it's, it's a pain in the ass. Uh, and I go, but for hood clearance, there's a necessity sometimes. And like, but how do you make it look good? How do you make it cool or functional or something, right? Yeah, and that's, I think, where you seeing both about it, Kyle, you know, because everybody had them every year, but it's just sometimes it still looks okay. I mean, for me, it needs to be unshaper, but it's going to... Yeah. Change it, but we did another charger with the help, maintaining me. If I wanted something to look by the foot, you mean it's belly, I mean, I've always hated that. No, I know on this charger behind you, we... You actually cut the wall and we stopped it, but you let the suit recharge the scope. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, that was kind of cool. I, I'm with you. The woods are the toughest part. Yeah. You know, and that might be a, I can change the grill or the back end of it. Right. I, I mean, like a wheel stands out so much, but that's easier to change. <laughs> you know, um, you know, when you're committed to the hood, like you said, even a small thing, just a grill or a color. And, and, you know, you could be into tens, 20, 100 hours in, in metalwork. And that was just 
in the tooling for the carbon fiber version, right? Like you could you could be way into that thing. It's the smallest stage though that is nobody ever picks up except for any of these guys who want just be brain spins, you know, we told the story was sort of like but the the grills around in this, though, you know, the, the stainless that's around in the typical city on that side. Mm -hmm. At the seven piece, that seven piece to stolen, so you all overlap each other and they're still, it's not so good. And, you know, art is just like, it just looks like shit. So basically, after 500 columns of aluminum, we were shooting a, uh, a part down to three columns, and that's a one piece brush. So yeah. We scanned the original. Yeah. You look at the even molds out there, but why does that do go? Yeah, when you see it and it, it fits together, you know it works. That and your recycle guy had the best day ever, right? He's just like, ah, I got it. I made 40 bucks out. I gave him 60 cents for the shirt. Did money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, okay, so let's talk about the Mustang next. So you've got a Mustang convertible. Um, now, I... I saw Caged, right? A gorgeous Mustang convertible. And I think uh, on the podcast, maybe even a year ago, we talked about uh, somebody just wanted a really nice done Ring Brothers Mustang convertible. His thought was he was going to drive it. Um, and I believe that guy put thousands of miles on that car, drives, drives it. Like, I think you said... It was an hour or more. Yeah, it was something like 5,000 in the first month. Yeah, which is amazing, right? Yeah, we were, and you talk about scared. When you build a car to that caliber, look, muffle left in the front of the title. Yeah. Uh, you completely created. They come on. We did, I come with them. We didn't have 10 on. I uh, did have 10 miles on. The guy decides he's going to pick it up. He lives five thought he was going to trail. We hops him this saying, I didn't sleep on him. <laughs> Rolling the thing more to me. Shot five hours. And I haven't been in it for five minutes, and he made it. He made it, and he's been driving it ever since, yeah. What did he do, Jim? He says he's got, he just lets everybody in the bar, like, Teddy, they get out, right? He's just, <laughs> everyone in the bar. It's the one place you don't want everybody to drive your car. <laughs> just leave. When he said he was building up the growl, he didn't have to, I'm surprised he had that snow tag, John. Yeah, he's going to want an all-wheel drive version at some point. He's like, hey, let's do another one. Make it all-wheel drive. So somebody reaches out and says, I love what you did there. Make me something similar. And that's what we have now, uncaged. And But I went over there. I looked at the car. And obviously, knowing what you guys do and being familiar with Mustangs, I don't think there's a single Mustang piece on there. Not much. Uh, down to the horse. Yeah. Is the glass a Mustang? Maybe the, I was gonna say the the windshield might be in windshield trim. Other than that, oh, that's, we really never know what you get at the car line. Like the car looks like a style '65 BTG. Yeah, and he is but forever that you got maneuvers on the exhaust. Like the right, but you widened the car, and then you made everything proportionally fit to the car. Even Dolly did the does their original rally wheel, you know, the 14 inch board rally. Yeah. Tail lights were just, uh, you know, everything about it was just a uh, And how much wider is it? Is it, is it all metal or is there carbon fiber? That car is all, the only car we piece is the front grill surround. We had done one and he liked it where 
you notice a 65 Mustang or they'd have a piece tree on that goes here on that grocery yard. It's only about an inch and a half wide. Six to seven, eight Mustangs are about three inches. So neither one has made it. We made it. They stay down. Okay, yeah. We'll go back, which either a little bit more at rest. But you were right. You wouldn't. Now, is the wheelbase the same, the length the same, but the car is just a, a little wider? Okay. Those cars could use it. Yeah. It doesn't look obnoxiously wide. I, nobody even notices. And then uh, you build a chassis for that, and it's a little wider, and then uh, it, I, it's it like you'd like to think you just cut the car down the middle and just add two inches of metal, but there's no way it works that way. Yeah. And look at a Ferrari. It's a, a small canopy. Yeah. Anyway, so do you try to... And there's a lot of... Like, you see guys who were four bad sixty son. It doesn't work right. So, although the car is wider, where is the width really happening? Because it's not at the windshield, right? So... So it's really kind of in the fender. So like for the rears amount, it was kind of right down. So the doors are wider. So the interior isn't like roomier. Oh, no more. Room. So the dash and everything is the same, which is why it looks proportionally correct. And then you know that that extra edge is quite available. You start with a tire underneath it. Yeah, yeah. It's all topped in the back, and you can keep the back seat in it. It's convertible, and you feel a lot. I still have this. So you're, you're, you're going like on top of the fender and on top of the door and making it a little fatter. So, yes, so there's no fender flare. It's all stock on the, on the outside, and you've just done it down the middle. That seems like the most complicated way to do it, <laughs> but it's probably the only way to do it right. Because you got to remember, when you move the door out, your pivot point on that end just got to go with because yeah. if you put that engine in the same spot, we probably need an inch gap to open the door. People don't realize the sway and how much room went. Right. I didn't realize. We just oh, had it down here. It was like, oh, my God, the door is, you know. There's a lot of learning. Now we know every every inch you take it out, you've got to move the English report. You know, you just, yeah, thanks. But it's like, we didn't go. We just did. I, and, yeah, I mean, you're right. Like, nothing would open and close correctly. Like, it just wouldn't work. And then, I you know, you've done this before in another car, but now the roof is missing. So, uh, and, and then, you know, you get to the end, so you cut through the fender, and you move that fender out, then it's not the same angle. Right. But that was further away, so it's a, it's a, it's a sharper angle. She did back to the same, so your headlight buckets, all that, change. And, and this has to have a, you have to do it with a full chassis underneath it, because if you were trying to do it with a unibody and trying to, like, beef up the rockers and then, yeah, you could. It seems like... Come on, what chances today that, you know, would he working with the world you're showing to my guy that's... Uh, this Craig Gray is like a brand new thought. And today, I, I did cool thoughts in the shop, looked at Mike, it was, it's kind of the nicest way the, uh, we cover both. Yeah. Yeah, don't tell the other guy with Cage, because uh, <laughs> it's going to come back. Is, his, is, is the first one, is Cage widened? And then this one's widened. Okay. So... Them coyotes. Yeah. That ten speed automatic is an amazing. You're, you're right. Yeah. Touring out that train. I was really like, they went through a bunch of toilets on um, tranny. And yeah. He's with the tuner. 
I guess when you're driving and you could say the difference in what they there's so much that they so much iron adjustment in that step. I mean, if there is like a little area where you can put it in what they raise. Yeah, it's down on it. It's miserable in a car like that. I mean, I could see it if you if you, know, if you were twenty and you want a bad step, but I'm more of a ceiling guy. Well, yeah, for this jumper and just bang through the dizzy. You don't know it's cheap to hear it shift them, but you can't feel it. Mm. And it's just cool. It's it's it brings up an interesting uh, topic because so much of what's happening here in this building in the aftermarket is like tunability. I want a street mode and I want a race mode or whatever. But there's also the other side going, I just want it smooth. I want to hammer around down and I don't want to keep hitting the M buttons and the, and the AMG buttons and the track button and open the exhaust and close the exhaust. Like it's cool, but you don't have to have it. Some cars you're like, I, I want it. I get it. It's cool. Like you, you get in a 911 turbo and it's total Jekyll and Hyde. Like it's, it's, it's actually really comfortable. You drive it. You put it in its crazy track mode and it's, it's a beast. And you're like, yeah, that's a fun thing to do but right but not on not on the highway so you do want kind of a a more comfortable mode with it um i was just driving out the driving the new mustangs just a couple of months ago the new gts and stuff so the gen 4 coyote engine which as soon as they showed it to me i immediately thought of of you guys in this world going Oh, now it's dual throttle body. Now you can create some symmetry under the hood. Now you can have two air boxes because the single throttle body, even if you made a tube and split it, it never runs right, right? You, most use most of these guys' hand. Yeah. I don't even know it. We started messing with that intake tool. Yeah. The mass airflow around. It just, and the tune that comes in it, it, it never works. It never works. And my friends that, that do the tuning, they're like, Please don't make it that way. Please, like, if you do you want to drive it or do you want to show it? And if you want it to run right, go. And now Ford's got the 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 dual, but they just released a supercharger for that motor, and it's a giant single throttle body. It's like the size of a cereal bowl, and it and it splits in a weird Y shape, uh, and it goes to two air boxes, so it still goes to the factory locations, but this it's like a short Y and a longer Y into a giant because they use a uh, Whipple on it with a single throttle body, and I don't know how between Whipple and Ford Performance, how much tuning and calibration got to make that thing work. But yeah, probably a lot. But the Gen Four Coyote engine is a good-looking engine for you know having the the dual throttle bodies. The engine, the other one, we covered up a lot, so they're not it. Uh, yeah, yeah, and Coyote, they've run great. They're out where the white chuds. Yeah, they are. They are. Uh, which is probably why you guys LS everything. <laughs> All right, let's talk about the Rolls Royce. This is a you know another interesting project. Um, uh, I, yeah, there are, there are people. I actually like them a lot better than I ever did. But there are people that kind of hired. very difficult. I mean, and the reason I say it because they're all British standard. I mean, they thought about threads, everything's, it's not metric, it's not standard, it's a British standard. Like, oh, I mean, I'm, I didn't have a wrench in my two bikes at a trick. Uh, oh, I said, oh, yeah. Uh, it's just strange. To, it's funny how that's a sense of pride for them. They're like, yeah, we have the tool. You don't have the tool. You don't get to have the tool. Then a British standard soccer, <laughs> just like they pick some eight things. Yeah. So, 
They find in fast words was a struggle for it, and just the weirdest stuff that you'd ever be thinking about was. But it kind of it, it turned out cool. You know, I'm getting another rose to shot chassis, all into Pagnath with an LT4 10 speed on that. I'll tell you, I did it. I was so brother with it, pointing it to Red. We, we added all the other but with a straining wire, it'd give the area to set it out to Gabe's. When I turned the key on, when they're throwing the head, with speedometer at 115 miles or 59 miles an hour, nearly foot miles on the car, not running. But the team was a nightmare, and I didn't know what to do, so I called for the I believe you busted did something hurt. Oh, Jim, yeah. Run, no, it's never. Yeah. Which is normally the truth. <laughs> Which is normally the truth, yeah. I have power to look at So, ask White. I tore away. Uh, I threw all that the funny. I got pictures of it. it looks like a hurricane. Yeah. Come to find out, GL were natural care to a transmission or as to plug into the DC. The hour wire and the ground wire was up to It was even on their bleep rates were. So they started getting all of these calls and the hollis crazy stuff at Baber cars out all it always severed it all and I flip flopped the wires and alert by the champ. It was funny because the GL was fine. But that's some Jordan called me that. Said, do you ever figure that out? Would be paid you tell me what the deal is? Because we got a lot of Yeah, you're like, give me $70,000 and I'll tell you how I fixed it. <laughs> yeah, because that's what it cost me to rewire the thing. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, that guy is on blocks to go out there. Like, yeah, kid is so much more uh, It's like Mike always says, when Lee says we call it without all, he'd be just show up to Eddie. That there's no hope. Yeah. Just... Well, I mean, you, you you take everything out of the equation when you get to start with a fresh chassis, like a Roadster Shop chassis, right? Now everything is sort of decorative on top of that, right? Uh, any twisting or whatever. And it's an interesting car. And I want to talk about some of the mods that you made to that car. But first of all, it's kind of digging into this project and even taking the car apart and and even the chassis. You're like, it's a big car, but it's not a big car. It's like, it's not a lot of room. It's not like... It's not like you get into it and it's a Chevy Tahoe. Like, it's still a snug, good car. It's really what blows people's mind. You, yeah. You look at that tire, we would take when you got in there, you would be at a little room somewhere. Yeah. It's pretty tight. It's pretty tight. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about that car. It's right when I walked up to the car, I was with I was with Aaron Hagar. We came by, and he's like, I not familiar with these that much and i go well neither am i but we have done some work with with rolls royce they're very very sweet to us a lot of the modern cars i did this crazy video with the with a burnout and the wraith and that they didn't love but <laughs> uh but it worked and uh i i can see you gave the lines on that car a much more pronounced uh, like a, a little bit of crisper edge, a little bit of harder edge, because the the car, yeah, it has some character, it has some personality, but one sort of one hip flows right into the next, you know, to the leg or the whatever, right? And uh, I can see the line. And by the way, more than one uh, across the top of the fenders, across the top, like where the door handles, like across the car. You guys created this harder kind of line to it, really in my mind, kind of changed the car and made it more gorgeous than it's ever been. I think you guys nailed that. Yeah, it's funny to say that because if you could go online and look at any one of those rolls. And if you look at the lines on the side, yeah. they're off a quarter inch or 
Yeah, well, that's the other thing is they're all lined out, even close. I mean, like yeah. not even close. For you think of a Rolls Royce, they'd have their body lines close. We're talking about 1960, weren't you? Even so, yeah. you're you're thinking Rolls Royce, you grasping sure. Is really like, are you kidding me? You can't be a quarter inch off. And it was. And then you look at any Rolls Royce online, just look at a side profile. Yeah. And it'll just make you smile when you see it. I, we've, we've gone down this rabbit hole because you know that Adam Krolis and, and I are such vintage car fans, going to the car auctions, seeing everything. And, and he has such an eye for detail on stuff. And at some point, we're just noticing Lamborghini after Lamborghini going, the e-brake sometimes is on the right side of the driver and sometimes on the left side. And we kept going down this rabbit hole, figuring out why and talked to, you know, uh, uh, Valentino, I think his name, but I forgot the test driver who was there. He was, his story is amazing. Like he was sweeping floors and then over the years became like their factory test driver. And, uh, he was just like, yeah, it just depends on who was building the car. Maybe the guy was right-handed. Maybe the guy was left-handed. But the guy that bolted it in just decided where it goes, right? And then he goes, that was it. And, yeah, it, and on the Lamborghini Mira, there's a, a serial number on the engine block and then on the doors and on the back of the clamshell and the front. And, it sure, that's where the value is today. It's because when they made the car, if you used a different clamshell or hood, it wouldn't it wouldn't line up. It wouldn't fit because everything was like hand handmade. Guys are bending metal and just doing it by hand. He goes, so uh, yeah, the the gaps, the alignments, everything was off, especially if you had to swap parts. <clears throat> it's kind of an interesting thing. So you guys have a client that comes to you and says, I got a, I got a Rolls Royce. Like this one was their idea. This wasn't something you guys were saying, hey, I had a dream about a Rolls Royce and, and said, let's do Rolls Royce. Somebody is a Rolls Royce fan. You said he's got a, a modern Rolls Royce. Do He's got the SUV and then the black. Yeah, so he's got the. Yeah, the Cullinan is the SUV. Uh, um, and then he's got some black. Um, the, the kind of. They've all got like names. So there's like a Phantom and then there's versions of it and there's the Ghost and there's version. Yeah. Yeah. Ghost, some Ghost. Yeah. Uh, that's a great driving one. We went to Monterey and back in a in a in a, in a ghost. The flat me and helping your mother's arm. Uh, oh my god, it's it's the nicest. It's the that magic carpet ride that they do, and it's interesting. I spoke to their engineers, and they're like, "I go, oh, I, we drove the ghost to Monterey. It's the nicest ride I've ever been in." And he goes, "Oh, we've made it smoother now." And and I asked him how, and honestly, they didn't like recalibrate all the suspension. They changed the bump stops. And the bump stops are really an integral part of this suspension. He goes, it just when it gets to that point, it does it. And 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 in that car, which is interesting, uh, there was the BMW F1 Williams team. I think it was Williams team. And then when they folded that team, they didn't want to lay off a bunch of the engineers, so they had the option to go and work at Rolls Royce. So they took a lot of their technology and put it into the new cars. So as I'm driving down the road. Uh, quickly, mind you, uh, on our way to Monterey. And the road kind of has these ups and downs, kind of a waviness to it. And the car is just going, just just going right through. And I was like, what's, what's happening? How are you guys doing it? And they said, the team we brought in, they use a GPS to see where you are. The GPS gets topography of the road, elevation changes, and presets like like 
preps, primes the transmission for the road ahead of you. So it, if it thinks you're going to like hit a bump or a hill, it'll, it'll be like, we got you. And, and it knows ahead of time. Crazy, right? Crazy. Anyway, put that in your next build. That's not in the way. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say, that's going to go in your next build. That'll go in the next build. Um, so, and then LT4. What? How did the LT4 end up in the, is it, was there, is there a packaging issue? They bought an LT5 and figured out that was going to be a problem or it was those 10-speed management. Okay. The LT4 GM had released with that transmission, so they had the computer to everything together, and you knew it was bad. Yeah. T5 was in well, a, a different ECU just to run the transmission, and it wouldn't be talking to the motor, and I don't think it had been the ACU, my paper. So GM had it all figured out with Doc Furbeck. You know, you knew it had the automatic. And uh, it works really well in the Now, does... Did it fit well? Because you look at the car, you're like, oh, it's four feet tall, plenty of room, right? Not like the, ch the, the challenger, the charger behind you. It's, you've got the height, but it's actually not wide. It's, it, it's the front runners on that where the air and all, very wide. So yeah, it's. Did the motor have to be set back more? The motor was set back, but it was really more about Inglion. Yeah, so, so getting the radiator right and how wide it is and how far it goes into the, to the turning radius of the tire. Yeah, that's actually interesting. Why it gained a lot on that. Maybe you were supposed to get another car consolidated into that, you know, that big, giant, beautiful grill that everybody likes them in the tires. Yeah. And so it's, you know, we had, you literally had to build a radiator that would work. Hey, that's for just a motor, but yet lift the design for like almost a stat radiator because it dipped. The grill and the BS grill and all the parts that attached to it. So he got it. Wasn't like we could move anything. So the motor really had to be to get the bandits in. Yeah. He just, it was a lot. And a lot of stuff he didn't even think of. So, and you know, his front runners on that LT bar are super wide. Yeah. Silver so wide. Thinking, though, it was a lot of, you know, audio bridge. He had any bearing bots in there and order how many service. Yeah. Things people. Did you have to change the dimensions of the body? Uh, the, something that we're not noticing. Is it is it chopped? Is it widened? Is it narrowed? Or are the wheel wells bigger? Or could it fit a big giant wheel and brake package? And like what sort of other subtle? It was on the stat. It gave Boris on a 61 of that. So he gets a 15 inch wheel. Yeah, with a lot of tire. Giant. It's got a big opening. Went up to 18. We got a lot bigger brakes on there. Yeah. The cars, I think, were just a joy to dance. Are you like, if you've got some stats, the shoe small, it runs all right. And it's super quiet. I think I might have told you we bought it. I don't know what it was, which Cadillac had the Elton 4 in it or some ATSV or something. We bought that exhaust system off of that bar, and it was like me and Liberson's grand. We as four cats in it, the muffler, and we used all that. And it's Chipped the muffler and turned it up, right? Cut the muffler apart, changed the exhaust, went, put all just to make. Yeah. With the cutouts back then, which are after. That car sounds like a Wells Forest. It's dead quiet. Yeah. But yeah, when you nail it, even though the cutouts are actually after the muffler or anyone it opens the muffler up. It's a flow much better. It's really a cool thing to have that gourd. I mean, you can go and buy that all. Yeah. Because they're spent the better. So it's cool that we made it look stock factory, but it's like really cut on up bad. These button, you need to nail that car. That's all you get is supercharge. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, because you would never have had that before. I mean, 
not 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 anything like that. And I, I don't know, you're making 640 horsepower. I think you guys were saying on that car. Um, but you guys had some some time to drive that car. Has the we drove it a while. He actually raced each other. You know, had his new 4023 battle, and. Uh, I told him, I said, I think the old one's going uh, to put a whooping on that new one. He's like, there ain't the old way that old one is going to be like me. Yeah, the new ones are fast, right? As big and as quiet as it is. So they had that just my Aquaman. It wasn't even oh, close. Well, we we raced for a daughter muster, and I got the muster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw, I saw, uh, I didn't see the full video yet. I kept saying the teaser. Yeah, yeah, I got it. I need to, you can pull it up, Ray Rubbers, Roll Bulls. Yeah, it's called the bat, uh, th- and that's a good that's a good segue uh, to check that out on YouTube and see these guys uh, uh, race the car. Well, um, yeah, is, is anything else we're missing? We're gonna have to do a second episode at some point. Like time where I remember it was the interviews we did at the shop. Oh, did it work? Yeah, or you let us do burnouts and. We didn't. Yeah, it wasn't my shop. Do whatever you want. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Adam unveil our first car. I'm really one of the first cars in Babbitt. Yeah, drinking a beer and uh, the relationship's always been cool. And you stayed honest and you doing the look. <laughs> so thanks. As you were when we first met you, twice. you know we met a lot of these people in the scene. I think everybody has right. The car guys are clear and down. They're all just for Blico. You know what? Yeah. Like all the years that went by since we first met. It's about a long time. It's been a long time. Yeah, we've been doing the podcast for almost 15 years. Um, and you guys were very kind of early on when I saw. I, I never forget because Adam was always good. And you guys were getting, well, what about, you know, your Canada? It was really the thing. We, even when he was asked, we're like, ah, now it, we're where Adam was 15 years ago. It, it is head, right? Yeah, it is head. Um, I am uh, so glad because I remember you showed me one of his mirrors. I, yeah. How you guys do with this? You want to take this? I'm like, oh, oh I, 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 actually, we had a 400 GT. We had uh, two 400 GTs. They weren't worth much. Uh, they really weren't much. And I was like, well, what, what, what do you think about doing this? And you were like, I definitely want to do that. Yeah. And uh, yeah. What is that? I made it into that. Uh, the 400 GT, um, oh, back then it was, I think it was a hundred grand. It's probably 500 and maybe 350, 400, you know? And now at one point they, they went up cause Adam had two of them and we, we restored one really nice and I sold it for like 760. So, uh, um, and yeah, that one, that was one of the cars we made money on. Uh, so it was, it was nice to, nice to do, but, uh, I appreciate all the kind words and I love that you guys are, are still, uh, uh, cranking away. I think if you absolutely do something at Quail, let us know. We want to be there. We'd love to be a part of it, or I'd love to be a part of it, but, um, I just want to be there then uh, seeing, seeing you guys unveil something. Yeah. We're in. That would be a good spot to debut a big car. Hustle casket has this Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, there's a lot of debuts at the track. Bring the ass into the quail, bring the caskets to the track, and because uh, we're going to need them over there probably. Uh, guys, thanks so much. I always appreciate it.
For the latest updates and call-in times, follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CarCast Show. If you'd like to write in, fill out the form on CarCastShow.com. And don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes. CarCast is a Corolla Digital production and is produced by Chris Loxamana. For more information, visit CarCastShow.com. We'll be right back.